participants are not required to bring any of their own equipment, as knives and wood will be provided. I only ask that those attending bring along an open heart, a willingness to trust, and their own first aid kit. At my new event, Whittling for Singles, you will not only carve your own tools and artistic creations, but you may even carve your way into someone's heart. Although, of course, not literally, as health and safety is paramount, and I am not legally responsible for any injuries you may incur during the session. Whittling for Singles will take place every Thursday at 8 p.m., and prices start at $39.99. See you there, lovers, dreamers, and those passionate about safe woodcraft practice. Well, there you have it, Piddleton. Dharma Sunshine's latest con, I mean Enterprise, to help you find that special someone. Dharma, of course, paying special attention to health and safety after the brutal incident that poor Brian Gawley suffered on her rock climbing for depression course, Rock Bottom. May he rest in peace. Next up, your local headlines. Piddleton FM with your host, Louise Morgan. Good morning, Piddleton. I'm Louise Morgan, and here are your headlines. Tragedy has struck at Piddleton's famous landmark, the giant sinkhole, this morning, since a young border collie puppy has gotten himself stuck in the hole. The puppy, who's been identified as Patches, was out being walked in the fields by his owner, Janice Whitbread. Patches, who was having a runaround off the lead, suddenly fell into the sinkhole. Naturally, the puppy is rather distressed being trapped in the 40-foot deep hole and has taken to chasing his own towel, digging for bones and using the sinkhole as more of a toilet hole. The fire brigade have been called but have so far been unsuccessful in their attempts to rescue Patches. The fire escape ladder that would usually be used in these incidents has been cut up and used as several mini ladders in the new swimming pool in the refurbished leisure centre due to cuts to council funding. Head of the fire department, John Kindling, assures residents that they will still do everything they can to rescue patches. As the fire and rescue chief, I can assure you that Piddleton Fire Department is just the type of crack team to turn to in a crisis of this magnitude. Oh God, look, he's chasing his tail again. He's so cute. He must be so scared. Let me make this clear. The PFD will not rest until this beautiful, fluffy little toyke is in safe hands. Despite recent budget cuts making our resources sparse, we still have many options. Oh, I promised myself I wouldn't cry. I'm okay with cats of trees, but every time there's a dog trapped down a hole, I'm an absolute wreck. John, are you okay? Oh yeah, I'm fine, Lou. Don't mind me. I just can't bear to think of how frightened that little fella is down that big scary hole. He's only a little thing. We're coming, Patches! Don't you worry! Okay, John. Why don't you take a minute and we'll call you back later? No! No, I'm fine, Lou. I just have a bit of a soft spot for dig dogs. He's so cute. Oh, John, come on. You've got to be strong for little patches. Or you won't rest until that adorable fluffball is returned to his grief-stricken owner. 
<clears throat> Our first method entails getting the fluffy victim to pursue an appealing object that will be placed outside of the sinkhole danger zone. In layman's terms? We're going to lob a stick away from the sinkhole and get him to fetch. Great work, John. Be strong. Clearly, the very best minds are on the case. And of course, as residents gather to support and gawk at the poor puppy, Mary Bishop is currently setting up a food stall to keep them full of tummy and out of pocket. Naturally, it's a theme-appropriate stall. A hot dog stand, and instead of being served in a traditional bun, the hot dogs are being served in a large paper cup to represent patches trapped in the sinkhole. Impractical and offensive. Mary strikes again. The mayor has praised a group of people who helped talk a man down from the top of the Buckley office building on Tuesday. A group of five passerbys gathered at the bottom of the building when they noticed Darren Hilton was stood at the edge. They shouted messages of comfort and tried to remind him of all the good he'd be leaving behind. With one woman, Sharon Thompson, shouting, Don't do it, mate. Whatever is going on will pass and you need to be here for the ones you love and that you love dearly. The mayor has described the incident as inspiring. Later reports confirmed that Darren wasn't planning on committing suicide but was actually setting up for a window cleaning job. He's grateful all the same. And lastly, I'm sad to announce, listeners, that today will be my last show on Piddleton FM. It's been an adventure, but it is now time for me to move on with my career. Oh yes, and remind us again, Louise, just what is it that the glistening future has in store for you? I'm going to move to Devon with my partner and work at his family's insurance firm. Oh, so a bit of a move away from your broadcasting dreams. But I'm sure you're going to be performing a very satisfying job role. Do tell our listeners just what that job role will be. Thanks, Rob. Well, listeners, I will be working as my partner's secretary. Good Lord. I think I just actually felt the feminist movement slide back 30 years. Very good. Next up, listeners, the weather report with everyone's favourite meteorologist, Wendy Withers. Good morning, Piddleton. Did someone say heatwave? Well, no, they didn't. And if they did, they should expect a visit from the men in white coats, because they've gone barking mad. We're not going to see any scorching temperatures this early on in the year, so everyone should just calm down a bit. Especially my neighbour's daughter, Frankie, who insists on jogging past her house six times a day, wearing workout clothes so skimpy Barbie could fit into them. If Barbie was a cheap little tart who used the slightest rise in temperature as an excuse to parade herself in front of your pathetic husband. Jog on, my sweet. It's going to be a fairly mild week, so I'd suggest wearing light jackets, thin cotton trousers and the occasional open-toed shoe. Like the ugly beige sandals your father-in-law wore to Lydia's christening when he made the snarky comment about how much I'd spent on the baby's present. So, when he wasn't looking, I switched our gift tags over and reeled in joyous elation when her mother thanked me profusely for the brand new steriliser and was so delighted she invited me to stay at their holiday home in Tuscany. And then she gave your father-in-law a dirty look for a second-hand half-chewed rattle that you found in a charity shop. 
The same rattle that was so filthy, it gave the whole family such severe and prolonged food poisoning, they were hospitalised and lost their jobs, meaning they were unable to keep up their mortgage payments and lost their home and had to move into your father-in-law's one-bedroom flat, completely ruining his life. Those sandals. Well, you keep cool, Piddle Towners. That was your weather report with me, Wendy Withers. Outstanding. Thank you, Wendy. That was insightful as ever. Next up, Archie Banks reviews the Piddleton Talent Show. The Piddleton Arts Show with Archie Banks. Cracking down on culture. The Chiaro Scuro would have Caravaggio spinning in his grave. The falsetto set my teeth on edge. I expect more from you, Sevens. I don't know art, but I know what I like. All right, listeners, thanks for tuning in. Last week, I had the enormous displeasure of watching the Piddleton Talent Show, the exhaustive event that takes place every year at the Spring Fair. From plate spinners to plate smashers, from face painters to dermatological disasters, and from magicians to decapitated bunny rabbits. Truly, every range of talent was on display here. And know that when I say talent, I use the word in its loosest form. The performances were under-rehearsed, sloppy, and often downright embarrassing. Bethany May's rendition of the Tequila Song was not only seriously lacking in malt over vase, but was, in my opinion, a totally inappropriate song choice for a seven-year-old. Florence Fairway's mime act would have been a far greater display of the long-admired art form had she not trapped herself in an actual box. Doubting her mime skills last minute, she locked herself in an escape tank that was being set up for the Houdini tribute act that followed her. It delayed the show by an hour, as only the Houdini performer had the key, and he, in preparing for his act, had swallowed the key, and was unable to regurgitate it due to stage fright. I was excited to see Judy Taylor's juggling act, but I was not prepared for it to be a 30-minute monologue about the challenges of fitting in washing loads, part-time work, school runs, cooking, cleaning, exercising, and balancing it all with some kind of social life. Not the juggling I was hoping for, but nonetheless, an eye-opening account of a middle-aged woman's struggles I didn't know I needed. One act did stand out to me as truly breathtaking. That was Amelia Rose Hawthorne and her incredible karate display. The 12-year-old chopped her way through a dozen wooden boards, kicked through several concrete slabs and even managed to smash poor Florence Fairway out of that box. It was a terrific display, but I must say became a little disturbing when Amelia's father made her finish the display by doing a flying kick through a six-foot-high canvas print of her mother, who, I'm told, recently fled the family home. Can't imagine why. Well done to all the acts who devoted the minimum time and effort to display their attempts at talent at this year's Piddleton Talent Show. I've been Archie Banks, and you've been Mediocre. Next up, People of Piddleton. People of Piddleton with Louise Morgan. Welcome, listeners, 
to the part of the show where we get to hear your stories and have your thoughts on the latest events in Piddleton. Today, a seven-month-old Border Collie has the whole town holding its breath, since Little Patches got himself stuck in the giant Piddleton sinkhole, the jewel in the crown of local landmarks. Our first guest is Janice Whitbread, the owner of Patches, who we have on the line now. Janice, how are you coping? Hello, dear. Oh, I feel such a fool. We were having our regular morning walkies. Everything was fine. I only looked away for a second, and when I looked back, he was gone. I had no idea where he was. I thought someone had stolen him. Oh, you poor thing. That must have been very scary. And when did you find him? About 40 minutes later. I even walked back home and looked for him there. Then I had the idea to check the sinkhole. My eyesight's not what it used to be. At first, I thought someone had lifted a carrier bag into the hole. It's a long way down and he's very small. I was just about to phone the council and report the littering when I heard the carrier bag barking and realised it was my patches. Oh, I feel like such a bad owner. Not at all, Janice. That's very understandable. We are all crossing our fingers that patches will be safe and sound very soon. Thanks, Lou. And may I just say, what a delight you've been to listen to on Piddleton FM. I'm very sad to hear you're leaving us. Oh, that's very kind of you. I'm sure you'll all manage just fine without me. And I'm certain the fire department will be able to rescue little patches. Let's check in with the rescue mission now. I've got John Kindling, head of the fire department, on the line. Hello, John. How are things going? Hi, Lou. The mission is proving to be harder than anticipated. Operation Fetch was, sadly, unsuccessful due to the victim not being able to jump out of the 40-foot deep hole. Poor sod. He's only got cute little legs. We're now exploring other avenues. Our next method will be lowering an edible substance into the pit, getting the victim to latch on to said substance, and then using a high-tech pulley system to raise him out of the hole. And in layman's terms? We're going to drop a treat down on a bit of string, hope that Patches grabs it with his cute little mouth and yank him out. Brilliant. I can't imagine why that wouldn't work. Best of luck. Cheers, Lou. And may I just say how much me and all the guys at the fire department are going to miss hearing your lovely voice every day. On the radio, I mean. That's very sweet. Thank you, John. I'm sure you'll forget all about me in no time at all. No, we won't. You're the glue that holds this town together. Oh, God, this is too much. What a wretched day. Well, thank you. See, Louise, what you're doing matters and means something to people. But I'm sure you'll get this level of appreciation in your secretarial role, organising your boyfriend's meetings and sticking stamps onto envelopes or something. Thanks for the support, Rob. I think everyone is going to be just fine in my absence, and I'll be very satisfied earning a living without having to deal with bizarre countryside antics, petty crimes and strange people. It's just what I have to do. What Jake says you have to do. (sighs) Next up, listeners... Piddleton Problems with Conwenna Collins. Piddleton Problems with Agony Aunt Conwenna Collins. I know you're grieving, my love, 
But you can't just replace your man with a Pomeranian dog. Agony Ant? That makes me sound ancient. Well, he might have slid into your DMs, but that doesn't mean he gets to slide anywhere else. Good evening, my loves. Welcome to another edition of Pillarton Problems. My first problem tonight comes from Annabelle, who has emailed in. And may I just say that her font choice leads me to believe she is a stern woman, but probably has a soft side when you get to know her. Annabelle writes, Dear Conwenna, my 15-year-old son is addicted to his mobile phone. I cannot get him off the ruddy thing. Morning, noon and night, he is texting or on that social media nonsense. He barely looks up from the thing. I don't want to take it away from him because I like being able to contact him at all times. But I'm sick of him being glued to that screen. Any advice would be greatly appreciated. Yours faithfully, Annabelle. Well, 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 Annabelle. Every modern mother's crisis. It can feel like an impossible task, getting a teenager off their phone. But let me assure you, it's not. What I'm recommending here, my love, is a gentle bit of cyberbullying. Now, what you're going to do is create a fake social media profile across all the platforms and from an unknown number. I recommend purchasing a burner phone for this and it'll come in handy more than once, let me tell you. Make your profile something ominous and creepy so he won't know it's you. Maybe use an image of a scary cartoon character or pinch a real photo from a dating app. Once you've got your profile and fake name set up, it's time to get to work. Start slowly by befriending him. Make him think you're an older boy from school, someone muscly and cool. Then start telling him that he's a weak, pathetic loser who won't ever get a girlfriend. Then threaten to start a rumour around school that he's a bed wetter or that his mum's a cam girl. Once you've really got him where you want him, go in for the kill. Literally, start sending him death threats. Tell him something fun like, next time he walks home from school, you're going to jump out of the bushes and cut him with your shank. The kids love all that. Before you know it, he'll be so petrified of this catfish bully that he won't want to pick up his phone ever again. Hey, if you're lucky, he won't even want to leave the house and you'll get your quality family time back. Problem solved. My next problem to solve is a matter of the heart. My favourite. The caller is on the line now, but they've not provided their name. Hello there, my love. Can we take your name? Hi, Conwenna. Yes, of course, it's, uh, it's Bob. Oh, Bob. You sound awfully familiar. I recognise that deep, sexy voice, but I'm not sure where from. Hmm. You don't work for the Catnip Addicts Anonymous phone line, do you? Uh, sure, yeah. That must be it. So, what seems to be the problem, sexy Bob? Well, basically, I really like this woman I work with, Louise. Uh, Louisa. But sadly, Louisa is leaving the place where I work today, but not because she actually wants to. No, it's just to please her controlling, possessive waste of space loser, stupidly handsome boyfriend. 
I just don't think it's the right move for her, and I want to just tell her how I feel so that maybe, just maybe, she might consider staying, but she probably doesn't feel the same way, and I'm sure I'm just kidding myself. Right. I get the picture now, Bob. Listen here, Bob. I've worked with you and Louise, I mean people like you and Louisa, for years now. And it's pretty blindingly obvious that you've got the fluttery buttery flies for each other. So why don't you pull up your retro pattern socks and ask the girl out for Christ's sake? Before she moves to another county with a man so boring and basic that he brought her a matching cup set that says Mr. Right and Mrs. Always Right for their three year anniversary. Get a personality, Jake. So, come on, Rob. Are you going to let the girl of your dreams run away into the undertoned arms of a man who wears tank tops without irony? Or are you going to step up and save her from that basic bro monster? Wow, thanks, Conwenna. That was actually good advice. Well, of course, that's what I do. And there's another problem solved. Please continue to write in with your sad little problems and I will endeavour to get back to you all between my new cat wedding photography classes. Bye-bye, my loves. Out and about in Piddleton with Louise Morgan. Good evening, Piddleton. We are here live from the Piddleton sinkhole where I think nearly the whole town has gathered to support poor patches the border collie puppy who got himself trapped in the hole this morning. John Kindling, who has been leading the rescue mission, joins me. John, what's the latest? Well, Lou, I'm sorry to say that all rescue attempts have so far been unsuccessful. Without our rescue ladder, it's proven nearly impossible to rescue Patches. Both the dog and his owner have become very distressed. I just don't know what else we can try. God, I'm so useless. What a pathetic excuse for a fire chief I am. I've let Patches down. There, there, John. It's going to be okay. I've got Janice Whitbread, the owner of Patches, with me now. How are you managing, Janice? Oh, Lou, it's just awful. I don't think my Patches is ever going to get out of that hole. I just don't know what to do with myself. Oh, Sorry. That's quite all right, Janice. We're all here for you. Most of the town is down here supporting. Let's check in with some of the crowd. This is the worst thing that's ever happened in Pilton. I blame Brexit. No dog deserves this fate. I wish it was a child trapped down there. My art dog's given me stomach cramps. Think it might be actual dog. I'm just so devastated. Wait, what's everyone doing? Hey. What's going on, guys? Oh my, it looks like everyone is starting to form a human ladder down into the sinkhole. Josie Tarbuck is lying by the edge of the hole, holding onto Big Simon's ankles, who's holding onto Gary Smith's ankles, and so on and so on, until we get to Amelia Rose Hawthorne at the end of the ladder. She's nearly close enough to reach Little Patches, but not quite there. I wonder if anyone will be brave enough to climb down and retrieve the puppy. No one seems to be coming forward just yet. I mean, the whole town is here. I'm sure someone will come forward. Someone who 
feel sorry for poor little Patches stuck in the hole. Someone who, despite how ludicrous this town is, they still love it in a funny kind of way. Someone who's not ready to say goodbye to all the weird and wonderful people that call this home. Because now it does actually feel like my home. Oh, sod it. I'm going down. Hello, listeners. Producer Rob here. Uh, well, you heard it right. Our beloved host Louise is heading straight for the sinkhole to join the human ladder. What a sight to see all the community joined together like this. God, I hope this means she's staying. Okay, she's climbing down. Careful. Right, she's, she's made it to the bottom of the ladder and... and Yes! Yes! Patches has jumped into her lovely arms. She's now climbing up the human ladder. Watch out for Dorothy's face. Nearly there. And she's out. And Patches is free. He's run straight to his owner, Janice Whitbread, who is understandably emotional. Wow, what a triumph of community spirit. Louise, that was amazing. Thank you, Rob. It felt pretty good. So does this mean you're staying? Because if you're still on the fence, then I just have to say that I fancy you a lot. And nothing would make me happier than if you were to stay and join me this Thursday evening at Whittling for Singles. I know it's pricey, but I think we could have a right laugh carving out some wooden spoons. What do you say? I say it's about bloody time you took me whittling. Uh, Lulu, what are you playing at? Oh, Lord. It's my boyfriend, Jake. Uh, Lulu, what's going on? I've been waiting in the murk for 25 minutes. Get a move on. Let's get out of this dump. I mean, my God, look at these people. Actually, Jake, this isn't a dump. It's a weird but really lovely town. And it's my home. And I'm not leaving with you. But I am leaving you. Uh, 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 what are you talking about? Get in the car, for Christ's sake. She doesn't want to go, mate. You best sling your hook. <laughs> oh, yeah? And what's it got to do with you? Jake, just go. This is over. I'm sorry. I just... I can't be with you anymore. <laughs> I'm not having that. Come on now, Lulu. You're coming with me right now. I'll drag you out of here if I have to. Yeah, come on. Hey, get off. Hey, get off. Come on, let's come on, go. Come on, let's go. Stop. Come on. Uh, you're not taking me. <laughs> oh, yeah. And who's going to stop me? You. <laughs> you and whose army? You leave our loo alone. Boys, get the hose. Back off, you city slicker slime bog. Or I'll lob that tractor at your head. Why don't you leave like my mother did? You absolute W-A-N-K-E. I'll force feed you my leftover hot dogs, you Burke. They have not passed food safety hygiene, I assure you. I love your guts for garters, you pathetic little sea boy. Please, leave our town in peace. You are disrupting the feng shui. Well, what a disgusting shirt. Please clear off back to 2008. Oi, mate, you best get on your bike or I'm going to knock you out, son. Oh, jig, you've got yourself into a pickle. Now clear off your basic bro. Oh, how dare you. Oh, I saw this. I'm off. 
Well, listeners, I'm pleased to report my ex-boyfriend is currently scuttling off around the edge of the sinkhole back to a life of terminal mundanity. I'm all set for a hot and steamy night of carving wood with producer Rob in this beautiful, weird, crazy little town that I've grown to love and apparently loves me back. I've been Louise Morgan, reporting for Piddleton FM. Tune in tomorrow when I'll be speaking to resident Barbara Meadows, the woman who's campaigning to get sleepwalking listed as an Olympic event. Thank you for listening. You've been listening to Piddleton FM.